Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back. It is in this league, not so live on the sports grid. Get on the grid. It's your boys, Bogman and the Welsh. Casey Bubba coming up in hour three. Boy, Casey Bubba's, uh, Casey Bubba's adventure in our stream of the Oregon Trail <laughs> is quite the uh, quite the story of of uh, his interaction and what happens with it. So if you guys haven't had a chance, go back and check it. I'm just thinking about how either he shows up a lot or doesn't show up at all until the very end, and then what happens with our, with our boy Casey Bubba. So that was a lot. Well, of fun. he sent me something. Uh, uh, the Yukon Trail. Have you ever heard of that? No. Is that a basketball th- version? I I don't think so. The Yukon Trail. I, I feel like it's the Canadian version. Oh, I was thinking the like Oregon the Yukon, like the the college. Yeah. No. 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 Like Y U K O N, like the Yukon Peninsula. Oh. Okay. I don't know. My, <laughs> no, no. No. Nothing. <laughs> HBO has done no show on the Yukon, so I'm I'm not up on it. Sorry. So it's a Canadian. Forget about that that shtick where the Welsh. Um, I mean, it's shtick, but. It's also a little bit reality where I get my history based on HBO uh, shows. And your geography? And my geography. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot I've learned. I mean, you know, had I not, like if I were a younger Welsh, might think Westeros is like, you know, just somewhere over in the Middle East or something like that. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Where's young Welsh. Where's Westeros? Is that by Afghanistan? Yeah, is it might be right? right over near like Egypt. It's somewhere in that area, like near New, Z- New Zealand, I think. It's somewhere in that the general vicinity is Westeros. But yeah, no, I don't I don't all right, so what's the um what's the gimmick? I, I don't know. He just he just sent me a picture of it. He said, Have you guys considered this? And I'm like, I don't know, what is that? The Canadian uh, Oregon Trail or something. Might have to so. do a whole bunch of them. I mean, because we, we got the Oregon, like the Oregon, the zombie version. There's that. <laughs> you know, I pose this question. Here, here, here's the wiki real quick. Oh, yeah, uh, Yukon, also commonly called the Yukon. It's like the Welsh, is the smallest and westernmost of Canada's three territories. It has the smallest population of any province or territory in Canada with a population of 41,078 people. White Horse, the territorial capital in Yukon's only city, is the largest settlement in any of the three so, territories. So you know what it is? I'm looking at a map. The <clears throat> Yukon is the, the it's not continent, the, what do they call it, a country? Territory. Territory. The only, it's the territory right next to Alaska. So it's on the very far left. 
So you must have to go Above all the way to like British Quebec. Columbia and then east of Alaska. Yeah, Correct. so so you must have to travel from Yukon all the way down to like uh, Quebec or something like that, like all the way across the entire uh, entire Canada. Uh, yeah, I guess. All right, so. I'm down to play. We'll play the Oregon one. I, okay, I pose this question, and I, I don't know why I'm coming to you about it, but Uh-oh. I dropped on Thursday night because all I have been hearing is about this. And listen, we are – our Twitters are going to be more primed to like baseball people. Uh, you know, we're going to see lots. MLB the show dominates. You know, when Madden comes out, it dominates. My timeline has been nothing but dominated by a game called Animal Crossing. Do you? I I saw you talking about. It. I I saw. This is what I saw. I, I saw the Welsh post. What the hell is Animal Crossing? And or something of those lines. WTF Animal Crossing. Right, and then I saw um, who was it? Scott White say, uh, "You're asking the question that everybody needs to be asking themselves right now." Or everyone, uh, yeah, he's like, "I'm doing the Lord's work by yeah, asking." You're doing this the Lord's work, is what I saw. I, so it, I appreciate you doing the Lord's work. Though. That's what I try to do. That's what I'm here for. All I've seen are pe- people like adults. How we're like waiting, not maybe waiting outside of lines, probably not, but like crashing the system to get this game, Animal Crossing. And if you look at the graphics. You really, really are concerned with how close these adults are allowed to get to middle schools and um, <laughs> and to elementary schools. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm being honest with you. When I see the picture, all these people, oh, I got a crossing, and I see their faces, I see their game, and I'm like, 500 feet or 1,000 feet? And they're like, what? And like, how far are you? Do you have to stay away from any uh, school in your territory? Only six feet right now because of social distancing. Because <laughs> it looks... Like Our restraining orders over with. It looks like a game for four year olds. Like and okay, there's so there's Minecraft, which Minecraft is, it a is game like blocking. Four year olds, like what is it? Okay, so I, I got some explanations because the internet rose up. Uh, many people on my side, but many people not that I was I was bashing it because to be honest with you, it's for the Nintendo Switch. I have a seven and a half year old and uh, an almost four year old. So this is the wheelhouse and. I see everybody talking about it, and I'm like, what is going on? And and there's games that you can question, like the graphics. Like, obviously, you know, there's the Mario generation of games. Minecraft might look like a kid's game, and, and for intensive purposes, it kind of is. But it's got, like, you know, zombies, and you got to, like, you know, chop pigs to eat, and you build all this crazy stuff. And But it's just kind of, like, blocky stuff. So th- I give that a little bit of a pass. But then you look at this game. And it's like, you know the Wii, the Wii emoji characters? Do you remember those? Like little circle no. heads? Do you ever see the Nintendo Wii? Yeah, I mean, I saw it, but I don't remember anything. Right. So it's I mean, like those characters with kid graphics. And, and I just see people being like, you know, oh, I just dug under a rock and got this thing, and I'm on this island alone, and I'm just like, what are you people talking about? So I asked It sounds question. like Minecraft. But for two-year-olds, that's what it looks like. And... All these adult men were the ones, men, jump men. up onto the Twitter to defend and and try to explain to me. You don't understand Animal Crossing. They're trying to explain to me what this is. Like, I, I got some people be like, oh, yeah, or, or, a baseball, or no, who was it? Um, uh, SP Streamer, I think, was like, it's yeah, he's like, it's originally for the GameCube. Super popular when I was a kid. Never heard of it. Bradley Newman. Oh, the kids will love it. They'll get totally addicted to it. But I want to find this one, see if I can find it. Um, yeah, yeah, so Scott White had said, uh, you know, he had said I was doing the Lord's work. So someone competent, uh, here it is. 
this guy Blair goes, imagine if you found Sims was just too stimulating and so ask for a more mellow version designed by Nintendo, only set on a sec- secluded island with no other people. So Scott, uh, my boy Scott goes, so what does that leave? <laughs> so then uh, <laughs> this is what this person goes. He goes, my son, my son seems to wander around a lot, fish, catch bugs, talk to friends, pick weeds, plant flowers. Your biggest worry is paying off the interest-free loan on your house by selling fish, bugs, shells, and fruit, and you can also collect fossils for a museum. So I reply, what? This sounds like being an adult in a game form. It sounds horrible. <laughs> Let me repeat, Boggs. The objective of the game is to plant flowers, pick weeds, which Bogman was forced to do as a child for his child labor for his oh, parents. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. You, you have to. I, mean, you, I can do all this stuff. I don't like doing. You have it. to sell bugs to pay off uh, an interest-free loan. Do. No. What, what are we talking about here? This is the game. So then our boy uh, Van Lee. So let's give some credit here. Our boy Van Lee, he jumps in with um, a little bit more. He goes, in short, it's kind of similar to The Sims. So everybody, did you ever play The Sims? I did. I mean, yeah, a little, not yeah. much. Okay, so he says, it's kind of like The Sims, but far less hectic. It runs. I, I think I played The Sims for like an hour one time, and I'm like, this is the most boring crap I've ever seen in my life. I love so. Sim City. To be honest with you, that's yes, probably yes. that's got to probably I, be I a enjoyed, like building a whole city. That's and, a stream we should do next over on Patreon. Is we can build a city together with uh, <laughs> with our patrons, and we'll just pause it after you know we'll play for an hour, and then we'll come back to it. So um, the Sims I never really got into, but Horn Tips Gazardo will get us all the money. That's the code. Right it it runs in real time. So if you play at eight p.m., it's eight p.m. in the game. Which I think this would be hilarious. Like Bogman would only play at two a.m. Oh yeah, you have yeah, a, There'd be nothing but drug deals going down in mine. So. You have a village with yourself. Repeat a village with yourself and several neighbors, and do things like here we go: plant trees, fish, dig up fossils, run errands for neighbors, build up the town, etc. That that it. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like uh, if uh, if coronavirus gets too bad. That's what everyone will be doing, right? <laughs> They'll be crossing. hunting for bugs, trying to help the old people get some food. Like that's exactly digging what up it for fossils. Like. So he says it. This is and this is something I saw from multiple people. They say it's very relaxing. This is Van. He goes, it's very relaxing and fun, and you grow attached to your neighbors and build up your house. It's full of great humor and tidbits of real info. Each village is completely different from the next, and you can go online to visit other villages. And then he sent me a picture of his. Uh, he just ridiculous character um, in the little bit graphics. And I just, I'm concerned. I'm concerned and, about I mean, everybody. I'm not surprised by anyone getting obsessed with uh, any type of game at this point. Right? I agree. Because, I, you're right. Be, be, well, just because like the phone games, like people get super addicted. I'm to still, I, dude, like, I'm still playing Crossy Road every single day. I can't remember which one is Crossy Road. Is that the one that's kind of like Paperboy or whatever? No, Crossy Road is just like Frogger, essentially. It's just different characters, oh, and you're running Frog, across that's... streets. and so, Dude, I, I went through a period because I moved away from video games just because of life. You know, you have kids, and you have a job, and you run a podcast network like Bogman and I do. Video games used to be our life, and we both just stopped playing them. But then I had this period where, you know, phone games started to pick up, and I played that, um, damn it. What was that one where it was like 
you know, you Candy build. Crush? No, not Candy Crush. It was the other one. It was like a war one where like you build up your base. Oh, and then oh you could yeah, and send... they had all the hot chicks in the commercial. Yeah, it kind, it's kind of like that. I'm forgetting what it was. And then you would like get dragons yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the nonsense and you could like attack people and whatever. I did. I got obsessive about that. Clash of Clans. That's that it. it. That's it. I think it's Clash of Clans. I think that's the one. Um, and I got obsessive with that one. And then I kind of stopped. And I'm not blaming anybody for it. But what I'm just not comprehending is with everybody home and all the options in the world, why did the world stop for Animal Crossing? <laughs> yeah, I mean... More people... Of are, all the options you could have, Animal Crossing is what you go Bogman, with? More people are in defense of playing Animal Crossing right now than MLB The Show. And these are baseball people, and I just don't know what happened. I don't, and I'm, I'm I mean, I don't want to spend sixty dollars on it either. By the way, that's <laughs> not what I'm super excited 60 about. Bucks? Yeah, sixty dollars for this game. Oh my god, no! I, I would, no. I want my kids to have fun and play that stuff. But also, like, are people, like, what are people doing walking around? You know, if if Animal Crossing, if you can go and talk to your neighbors, if Animal Crossing is anything like what SOCOM was when I was a kid, there are going to be <laughs> some horrible things said. A, a little. Uh, puppy dog's gonna walk up to you and just start saying things start that you shouldn't hear as an eight-year-old. Racist slurs. It's is, gonna is be horrible. It's gonna be horrible. Be like, oh hey, look at that little giraffe come over there, and it's gonna be like, you know, it's gonna be George Carlin with the seven things you can't say. <laughs> There's horrible people on the internet, and guess what? They're all stuck inside right now. So you're just gonna be like, oh look at this cute little village, and it's just gonna be monsters coming onto your island. These little puppy dogs and monkeys and whatever the hell the other characters are, and they're going to be saying horrible things, and then your child is going to hate dogs for the rest of their life. Uh, I mean, I, I I feel like you've gone down the rabbit hole of explaining this, maybe possibly uh, a bit too much here, but it just does it just doesn't sound that entertaining to me. I guess you know, like like I said, like anything else, I'm not that surprised that people get obsessed with this. But I think the the funny thing is, is you're hearing from all these adults. Isn't this supposed to be played by kids? I don't know. It's not being played by kids. I don't think. Right. I think it, you're like you're like obviously not because all I hear about is from adults. I mean, most people on Twitter are adults anyway. But uh, I mean, they act like children, but they are adults. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, th- this is this sounds like a weird game to me. I mean, like I said, I haven't even had time to dive into Red Dead Redemption yet. So. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I could possibly offer on the video game front here, but uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get back into it soon. And I like Oregon Trail. We need to we need to bang out a Yukon Trail here too. I right? think so. I think we're gonna bang out all of those. Just not maybe not at Animal Crossing. So we can, uh, <laughs> we can avoid that. Uh, there was an interesting question that was posed um, over this past week, kind of like the first big week that everybody had kind of you know accepted jumping into. Uh, quarantine or not everybody's into it, but a lockdown and, you know, players kind of jumping out there with lots of different stuff. And uh, I thought this was interesting and I want to get your take on it because there were uh, athletes that jump. We're getting a lot more athletes take on it. But Stefan Diggs, uh, brand new to who the hell did he get traded to? Buffalo. I completely just had a total blank <laughs> on where he got <laughs> traded to. It, it, dude, we're doing a lot. Like, you know, I, I told you I have a sore throat the other day. I figured out what it is. What? I won't stop talking into the microphone all day. Oh, We're doing point. more stuff than we ever have. And I'm like, man, when I wake up, I feel fine. But by the end of the day, I have a sore throat. What is that from? Like, I, I just I can't believe I couldn't figure it out earlier. But it's because I've been talking so much. That's why I got the sore throat. Uh, you know what? 
You're probably right. And one of the worst parts about what's going on with COVID is like, you know, a dry oh, yeah. cough. I'm like, I'm dying. A dry- this is it. <laughs> every time. Every- Tell them I want to be cremated. Every time. I'm like, ah, and everyone's, oh, 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 you're on the microphone. I totally understand. But um, Stefan Diggs, he posed this question, and then I thought we could talk about it in the retrospect of the three major positions, but you know how I love wide receivers. It's always been my thing is, you know, because Jerry Rice was my idol growing up. And Diggs posed a question. He says, top five wideouts to ever play the game. And then he says, go. Now, I one of the things is I don't remember seeing him put his top five on here. <laughs> but... Uh, there were some um, there were some wide receivers that put theirs out there. Now let me let me make an opening statement, and then actually we'll we'll hit a break here in a second, and then you can tell me if you agree. Here's how they should all go. It should be number one, Jerry Rice. Jerry yeah. Rice is in his own tier. No one is close. Uh, and that's it. And it stops. Like if there. they were doing like you know the uh, the the March Madness tournament. Uh, Rice would be the one through 16 seed in his own bracket. A hundred percent. He is his own bracket. No one even gets to play in his division. You know what I mean? No one gets yes. to play. In it. So number one is Jerry Rice. Every answer has to be there. If anybody says anything else, it shows how stupid they are and they should have no <laughs> all right, voice. All right, they should have down. no voice yeah, in he, society. Right, right. Rice is number one. I think everyone number can two has to be Randy Moss. Randy Moss is two. He has to be Randy Moss. So one is Rice, that's a tier. Number two is a Randy Moss tier. Then I believe it is open for interpretation three through five. Now, like I have my opinions on uh, the guys that probably belong in there. And I, I think I might not even have, to be honest with you, like crazy – like I'm not going to argue people if they don't have this guy or they don't have that guy necessarily. But three through five I think is an open interpretation standpoint but Jerry Rice should be number one everywhere especially from the athletes and like there's one guy who doesn't identify I don't know if he put it in an order uh, but we'll have to pick on him and then it goes Moss and then anybody else we're gonna talk about it on the other side of the break but do you agree with this statement yeah yeah I think uh rice and Moss are one and two three four five can be left up to interpretation for a lot of people. I think I think there's a definite three in there I, that I, I would throw in I bet as we'll well. Have, I bet we'll have the same person. Okay. I bet. And then we'll yeah, talk about probably. it on the other side of the break. And then um, I actually think three and four might be the same, and then five is going to just be kind of an open whirlwind. But that's why we'll talk about it. And I figured maybe we could talk about top five at the other positions too because that's always open for debate. We haven't done this in a long time. So top five running backs, top five wideouts, and top five quarterbacks. Let's go through that. But we'll start with the top five wideouts when we come back on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. Has to be at least three times bigger than this. Welcome back. It is in this league right here on the sports grid. It's your boys Bogman and the Welsh. Hope you guys are having uh, a good weekend. Most likely inside. You know what? Not even most likely. I hope you're inside or at least you're (laughs) in your general area, maybe taking a walk or something. Yeah, if you want to got to go outside, hopefully it's into your backyard. Yeah, not being like, yeah, it'll be a good idea. Let's go to the beach. And it's like, hey, look, there's 500 other people. We'll social distance (laughs) together. Uh, I can't remember what country it was, but it was uh, one of the countries was they were taking helicopters over the beach. And if you were on the beach, they were lowering the helicopter so the sand would kick up and spray all over. Great you. idea. So, I, I, you know what? I would give anything to be in the helicopter while that was happening. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. It'd be a great time. But hope you guys are having a fun, safe weekend, uh, getting some whatever it is, getting you know some family time in, getting some personal time in, maybe playing some video games that aren't Animal Crossing, uh, whatever you need. And, you know, by the way, somehow, like, Animal Crossing is going to get into my hands in the next two weeks, and then in a couple weeks, I'm going to be like, so I just it's spent 12 hours playing ever. Animal Crossing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super addicting. You better not. You uh, better not. Come on. Be like, my kid hasn't played it, but I've been playing it for three days. It's great. <laughs> uh, all that fun uh, stuff. I had to tell him that uh, his Switch broke, and I don't know where it is. So. Yeah, I actually, we have this Marvel game. It's like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I had been playing it a bit and then my son just took it back over but we are stuck on this level and we can't beat it and we just both we did the classic thing which you do with any video game is you just give up and you never play it again yeah like, yeah it's doc I mean, it's this level with dr strange and you have to beat him like three times and he's impossible and you got these four you, know, you got your four characters and it just we I did it like five times and i was just like nope never again never play this again we haven't touched it <laughs> since so when things get tough give up and never come back that's what i, I that's what i've always said that's what I've always said. <laughs> what we're saying when things get tough, you just run away and you don't worry about it. Give ever, up and never again. come back. Right. When we went to break, we were talking about uh, Stefan Diggs. He had said top five whiteouts of all time, and it got some good traction online. Here are do, do, all right. Do we should we go through what our top five is and then look at what the other people were doing, or go into other people's top fives? Uh, let, well, let's get some options here. Let's, so let's right. get, get the other people. Here first. was um, Devonte Adams was one of the first to respond, and here was his. And I really hope it's not in order because he says Randy is this first one, which makes him stupid if that's the case, if that is well, number one. Well, I mean, okay, before you call all these guys idiots, let, let's remember that they probably, a lot of them uh, are younger than us. 
So they probably didn't see Rice play. They know he's the best, but they saw Randy play. So I, for the people that have Randy won, I'm just assuming that they just never saw Rice play. So let's call well, they, them. They definitely them saw him play. We call them idiots. Okay, but they saw him. Uh, Devonte Adams. What is he? Thirty. He's six years old, younger than us. Okay, he was what born in '89. Let's say he yeah. still got prime Jerry Rice. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice literally not when he spanned, was old enough to remember. He he spanned three different uh, what is it decades? Yeah, yeah, but but did he see Prime Rice yeah, and he remember him at ten years old in nineteen ninety nine? Jerry Rice was still you know he was still the dude. I mean at ten though ten ten is a little young. All right, well whatever. Like, this is idiots. Uh, so he has Randy and Jerry. He has Marvin. Is now he didn't put them numerically, so I'm I'm trying to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but this is the order he chose. He went Marvin Harrison at three, Calvin Johnson at four, and Julio Jones at five. Then he said, don't at me. So that's his top five. I would give that out of a top, out of a five, I would say that's like a three and a half. Give it it to me again real quick. Randy, Jerry, Marvin, Calvin, Julio. Yeah, I mean, he's missing. He's missing one absolutely glaring one, which is embarrassing. Here's the next guy. Robbie Anderson, he did the same goddamn thing, and his is so much worse. He went Randy Moss, Jerry Rice, Ocho Cinco three, Steve Smith four, and then AB. You you know, Steve Smith being in there and AB being in there, I I guess is not that surprising. It's not that good either, though. No, well, I mean, if AB hadn't gone nuts, and who knows, he could still come back this year. It's not going to be for the Bucks, but. He could come back this year. Um, Check out this one. Here's your boy, Mike Wallace. Um, again, if he, uh, if Mike is all doing... right, all right, just, just give it. Uh, we know Jerry Wright should be one on everyone's list. Okay, but he makes it worse. So Mike Wallace starts with Moss. Okay. He then goes to Terrell Owens. Then to Jerry. I mean, Ter- Terrell Owens is third all time on the list. And that's fine. I, I'm, I'm accepting if Moss is on the list. Okay. He's not above right. Jerry Rice. And then he goes Julio and Megatron. He has another note. He says, AB would be in there had he got to play last season. That was his note. Okay. Uh, I'm And look, AB is like a borderline guy, I would say, on the top five list. But he can't. I don't, I don't think he eclipses a lot of these guys as it stands right now. I think he can. Here's a really uh, good one. Antonio Cromartie. This is a guy that. Covered these dudes. Did he cover all of them? He might have co- had a. I don't know if he was around to cover Jerry. Rice. Or maybe yeah. Terrell. But so here's his list. Uh, actually, here's a perfect uh, response, too. He goes, Jerry Rice, number one, Terrell Owens, two, Randy Moss, three, Calvin Johnson, four, Marvin Harrison, five. Diggs then That's asked, a solid list. Check this out. Diggs asked him, who was the hardest to cover? Who do you think he said? Calvin. That's right. He said Calvin was, and Diggs goes, he was big as S, LOL. Uh, well, that, I think the, the reason I said Calvin is because those guys were uh, they, they were in the league at the same time, really, and he was facing prime Calvin years, hundred yeah. percent. Now I like this. Uh, Andy Barons from Yahoo. He got into it and sex he, drive. Let's yeah, sex go. drive. Sex drive jumped in and he did what I did. And I gotta tell you, I think this might be the list. This might be the perfect list, though. I would make um, no. I can't say that because I would make one change here. So he goes, Rice one in tier. He wrote okay, Moss. I like that in tier. He then okay. goes T.O., Larry Fitzgerald, and Megatron. T.O., Larry Fitzgerald, Megatron. Yeah, I mean that's 
that's a great list, man. It's a pretty and, good and list. And I like the tiering as well. I, so. I, I think it's actually... Uh, Ask him if he wants to work for ITL. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking for a job. Tank Williams responded. He's like, I like the hard stops between one and two in there. So coming back up, uh, if my mouse would like to work, I think uh, Diggs... Because, again, I never saw if Diggs put his, and he may have. He, uh, he made a couple comments. He said... I'm surprised more people are not saying Julio. So that was his note that came in here. Uh, and then this is funny. He goes, the Moss and Rice debate or the Moss and Rice debate will ever will forever be a thing is what no, he wrote. Wrong. It, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's already not a debate. Like and Randy Moss might be the most amazing football player I've ever seen. But as far as greatest ever, as far yeah. as you're able to keep pace and put up amazing numbers, it's Jerry Rice. I just he, People just don't remember. Jerry Rice was putting up insane numbers when the league was a running league. I got to tell you, don't even click. If you're at all like me, don't click Num- on the thread. Don't click on his <laughs> post where he goes, the Moss and Rice debate will forever be a thing. Just don't click on it because well, it is the, the embarrassing millennials and whatever that come in there and the things they're saying. 22,895 receiving yards for Jerry Rice, all right? He's number one, obviously, yeah. all time. All 1,549 time. receptions. Larry Fitzgerald is two in the all-time receiving list, 17,083 yards. And behind him is Randy at uh, – or behind him is T.O. actually at 15,934, and then Randy's four at 15,292. These are amazing numbers, guys. Like, 15,000 is amazing. But if 15,000 is amazing, and then uh, Larry's over 17,000, he's going to get another season in, we would hope, this year. And then Jerry Rice is at 22,000. It's stupid. He's 5,000 more number two. It's insane. Dick said something interesting, though, He, but I still... I mean, he's 100% right. He says, I think the best receiver and the hardest to cover are two different things because everybody's yes. point when he makes that the Ross and Moss versus Rice debate, he, everyone's being like, oh, they don't have a word. You got Moss and blah, blah, blah. And, but the point, that wasn't a question. Like, Randy Moss could be the hardest to cover, but Jerry Rice was hands down the greatest receiver of all time. And there's a lot 1549 more. 1549 receptions. Larry is second at 1370. So here's my top five, Bogman. This is my top five. And you can um you can let me know what you think on it. So number one is obviously Jerry. Number yeah. two is Randy Moss. Number three is Larry Fitzgerald to me. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald is one of the greatest receivers of our time. Number four is Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. Yeah. If people forget about how good how freaking good Marvin Harrison was and number five is uh, Terrell Owens those are my top five wide receivers of all time and I, I think that's the list I mean obviously I think I'm right and especially I'm as I'm not as convicted in other positions as I am wide receivers but Jerry Rice Randy Moss uh, Larry Fitzgerald Marvin Harrison Terrell Owens that's the top five I give T.O. the edge uh, but I would you know because he retired so early, it, it's hard to put him up there. But but Calvin, I think, uh, ha, has an argument with T.O. on that list. Yeah, for me. Like, I would again, give it to T.O. because T.O. played longer and, you know, he didn't retire early and all that stuff. But uh, Calvin was Calvin was super dominant for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and if you want to talk and we talked about yards, you even want to go into receptions. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, number two receiving uh, receptions all time at thirteen hundred, about two hundred less than Jerry Rice. You've got Marvin Harrison was number five all time. Terrell Owens is number eight. So I can appreciate the you know the Steve Smith 
conversation. I can even Reggie Wayne, I think you could have in there the Calvin Johnsons and stuff like that. But, you know, to dismiss, I mean, Randy Moss didn't have a thousand receptions in his career and he's number two here, but you can't dismiss what Marvin Harrison did. And the people, when you make the arguments of being like, oh, this person had this quarterback, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. I think it's also a testament to the players. Marvin Harrison and Jerry Rice. They play, I mean, Jerry Rice well, how played. How many crap quarterbacks did Larry play play with? Come on. Yeah, and I, I think, but I, I think it's all encompassed together. Like, you know, a, a player that can also stay in one spot. I think you, you have to give them credit for that. Like Marvin Harrison and Jerry Rice, they were two. Ex- I mean, Jerry Rice literally played a full career with the 49ers, and then he had this afterlife of a couple other teams. But you can't be like, oh, Jerry Rice played for four different teams or whatever. No, he played for the Niners. And then he wanted to extend his career when it was over. Marvin Harrison played for the Colts, and then his career was over. Randy Randy Moss, he moved through some teams because he had some stuff. But he was amazing. He was amazing talent. And the touchdown list, because we didn't even get into that, 197 for Jerry. That's receiving, though. I think he has one passing and a couple rushing. Or is yeah, that all I mean, inclusive? He has over 200 total, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We're just talking about receiving. 197 for Jerry, 156 for Randy Moss. So... Uh, 41 more. Uh, it's just ridiculous. And then it drops down to, you know, these guys are close. T.O. 153. And there's another break between uh, Carter at 130, Harrison at 128, Larry's at 120. So with a good season, Larry could could get up to four this season if he had 11 touchdowns. So what was your uh, what was your top five? Is it is it Jerry, Randy, Larry, T.O. and Marvin? It would be uh, mine. Would be Marvin and then T.O. Uh, and then so you know Calvin would be next behind those guys for me. Well, so, but Calvin's not on the list. I know. I know Calvin's not on the list. I just okay. You know. So you have the exact same list as mine then. Is that the same? Yeah, I said uh, Marvin. I thought, I thought we switched. So uh, Harrison's your four. Yeah. Yeah, he was my okay. Four. Yeah, yeah. Then it is the same list. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about running backs for a minute? Let's talk about running backs here because this is going to be this debate is uh, like people get mad at this one. I know. You know. I know because the, Emmett Smith has to be number one in the Cowboy fans' eyes because he's the, the rushing leader. I think he has to obviously be on the list, but he's not my number one. Barry Sanders is my number one. Barry Sanders. Yeah, it's Barry Sanders. So is not where's uh, number two go? Is it Emmett? Is it Walter? Do you go Ladanian? Jim Brown. I mean, see, that's the thing is there's a lot of different ways to go, and it's almost impossible to to talk about here. So I, I would go oh, Barry is it's one. Okay. Ba- Barry's one. I, I for me, I think I'd put uh, Walter Payton at two. Okay, I'm in full agreement I, so far. You and I, I'm, I'm Walter Payton two. I'm I'm Barry one, and I'm Emmett three. I, I yeah, Emmett is three. Four would probably be Tomlinson. Okay, me. I think I'm, I think we're almost in full agreement. By the way, there is nothing more shocking than when you look at the list and you see Frank Gore has more rushing yards than Barry Sanders. <laughs> and if he plays, if he plays two yeah. more seasons, he's going to surpass Walter Payton. But all right, right. so we have the exact but, same but, top. But look four. at look at the games played. It's uh, I don't know if you have that on yours, but it's 226 for Frank Gore and 153 for Barry Sanders, and uh, they're less than uh, you know 100 yards apart there. So in uh, almost, uh, you know, in what would that be? 73 fewer games, Barry Sanders. Just well, and that's why I mean, he, he was the greatest running right. back I've ever seen. And, and like this is where if Emmett Smith were more dominant, you could almost have the Jerry Rice versus Randy Moss debate with Emmett versus Barry. But Barry Sanders has only 3,000 less yards than Emmett, and he did it in 10 seasons or from 89 to 98, where Emmett did it from 90 to 2004. 
you know, so there, it's not quite there's not a dominance that Emmett Smith quite has over um, Barry Sanders. So I, you know, I don't want to be a hypocrite fully about it. So I, I'm not going to dismiss any of the Emmett Smith people that get worked up about it. But I, I'm Barry was the greatest runner, and statistically, he's a top five. I'm just in there. So we have the exact same same top four. What's your number five? Number five for me is Marshall Falk. So uh, I mean, I, think I'm I know exactly you can put with a lot. you. What's that? I think I'm exactly with you. I was considering oh, wow. Curtis Martin. Uh, yeah, Curtis Martin is the hard one. He's like the, you know, how I kept bringing up Calvin uh, Curtis Martin would have to be in there as well. Uh, but Marshall just did so much uh, in that, you know, in that Rams offense. He was so unbelievable. So, and, and I always liked Curtis Martin. He was always really good. And he had some games where you're like, Jesus, this guy but Mar- is But Marshall, he was part of changing the game. In 1994 right. with how, what he did in the passing game, we had only seen like little versions of in some players. Like he was a completely, I mean, like Ricky Waters had kind of been like that. And we'd seen it a little bit with Larry Sanders and stuff, but he changed the face of the game. And I think, you know, old, older purists might be like, well, Jim Brown's obviously got to be in there. And I wouldn't argue that, I think. But it's amazing. You and I have the exact same top five uh, also at running back. It grew up in the same era, you know, and yeah. we've talked about this a lot. So, yeah, I mean, this debate will be just absolutely atrocious absolutely atrocious in 20 years when further further away like jerry jerry rice will get like the jim brown treatment someday and it'll be really really unfortunate so when we come back let's talk about the quarterbacks let's do that because that's going to be a whole disaster uh top five (laughs) quarterbacks of all time you guys could tweet us if you want it's at the welsh bogman sports tell us uh what your top five looks like or one that you think is an egregious miss Running backs, probably a little bit more uh, fluid. Wide receivers, we kind of opened up what that conversation looks like. But don't go anywhere. More Bogman Welsh coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Why the f*** is it called a... In this league. Because who could be scared of it? In this league. Yeah, just this nice bloke from down the road, isn't he? <laughs> What's wrong with you? In this league. I've just moved in. My wife has got better cosplay. I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack. You're not having an heart attack. All right, we're back. It's in this league right here on Sports Grid. It is your boys Bogman and Welsh. 
You guys know where to find us over on the Patreon. Just go to NSLeague.com. Come and have some fun with us and all of the chaos that we've been doing. A little organ trail, a little social distancing. Those are just some of the new free streams we were doing over there and uh, more in the works. And, of course, all the other podcasts we got going on. Lots of stuff. Brand new week <laughs> coming up of uh, baseball pods. Bogman's got Emery Hunt coming up next week on the football pod. So, you know, get locked in, man. On Monday, I am paying up my bet with our guy Moyes. I think so you mentioned we, that. What was it called again? It, this movie is called Maine Hoon mm-hmm. It is a, I believe it is a Bollywood, if that's the right expression, uh, bo- Bollywood movie. And uh, so I lo- we bet on the Longhorns and uh, Sooners game, which I don't like to bet on my own team. But for whatever reason, when it's the Longhorns, I become weirdly defensive. So I made this bet. And now I have to watch this movie. I didn't realize the Welsh because uh, Moyes came into the uh, the social distancing with Bogman stream yesterday and we were talking about it. Apparently, th- not only is this movie three hours long, but three it has hours? nine oh. sing-along songs in it. I mean, so how are you going to do this? You're you're not going to stream it. You're just going to watch it, right? Uh, well, I'm gonna. Well, yeah, I'm gonna stream it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Well, not the movie, but I'm gonna stream me watching the movie. So on on Monday when we do the social distancing with Bogman, it's going to be around uh, six our time, nine Eastern, and uh, I'm gonna fire it up with everyone. I'm gonna give everyone a three, two, one, and we're gonna watch it together. For I think it's like three hours. I mean, so. it sounds awful. You what you should do though is get your phone and do some clips and uh, <laughs> maybe tweet them out or something like that. Like you right, could just you right. could just video a quick clip of the movie and then your face. I think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, look, I tried watching it. I I so I fired it up like maybe a month or a month and a half ago, and I started to watch the first ten minutes, and I was like, I can't do this. That's so good. This is too bad. The movie is too terrible to watch it's I'm, awful i'm very excited that you're doing that so lots of uh lots of wacky weird stuff we got going on plus all the normal stuff so make sure you're locked in all right top five football positions bogman and i i'm actually very surprised we are in complete agreement on our top fives our top five wideouts jerry randy larry marvin to we are in full agreement top five running backs even more shocking we're in agreement barry walter Emmett, Ladanian, and Marshall Falk. Bam. There is no chance we're going to be in agreement on quarterback. I just cannot fathom that we are going to be in agreement here. But stranger things have happened, Bogman. So the top five, there's four quarterbacks that are in the 70,000 passing club, uh, 70,000 yard passing club, which is really astonishing because it all was completed uh, or they hit those markers in the late 2000s. And I say that because... You know, Dan Marino was the um, he was kind of the epitome of of big yard. Him and Brett Favre, I guess. I mean, Brett Favre surpassed Marino, but Marino was in the fifty, sixty thousand yard club in the nineties. Marino held it for longer because after Favre got the records, and Peyton did, and then Brady, and then and like Brady's, Elway was know. in there and stuff. So like, it, right? But then things just went full throttle where Favre then became the guy, and then he's been passed over three times. So. We are in agreement that Tom Brady is the number one quarterback of all time. We're not going to do that weirdness, are we? No. Okay. We're in complete agreement. Yes. Who's number two for you then? Number two is Joe Montana. Mm. I'm not in agreement with you. And I, lo- you know I love Joe Montana. What? Talk to me about Montana. I, I mean, I'm a 49ers guy. cares about stats, Super Bowls. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is three to me. Peyton Manning is two to me. 
And then okay. I think, oh, man, this is a tough one. Brett, I think Brett Favre might be three and Montana might be four. So nah, here's mine. Nah. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Brady, Manning, Favre, Montana, and then it is an S show of what's going to happen to five. I Breeze. I think it's got to be Breeze, but we didn't. We just didn't put Dan Marino in. So, I mean, that's, that's mine. Fine. So I'm going to say Breeze. Okay, so that's mine. So mine is Brady. Uh, what did I say? It's Brady, Manning, Favre, Montana, and Breeze. That's my top five. What is yours? Uh, I mean, rings rings just matter, you know, at, at the quarterback position. And I don't I don't make the rules, you know, uh, but I, this is the way I've been brought up is rings uh, matter for quarterback ranking. So for me, it's Brady one, obviously, then Montana two. I would put um, I, I would put Manning three. Favre would be four. And then, yeah, Breeze would have to be five because Breeze is going to lead all statistical things. So, uh, yeah, I so mean, who it's got to be got to be those five. Who are the are there any crazies? I mean, leaving Marino off feels wackadoodle. Uh, John Elway, I think, Elway, also feels wackadoodle. Marino wack-a-doodle. are tough. I mean, Elway, Elway versus Breeze is probably the the harder one for me because Elway went to like seven thousand Super Bowls. Didn't he go to like seven? No, I don't think so. I mean, he okay. He went. Well, he won two back to back. He lost to the Niners to a ton. He lost to the Niners one horribly. Uh, hold on. In 1990, against the Niners, absolutely blew out the 90 season. They the Niners blew out the Broncos like 52 to 17 or 10 or something. Uh, I think he's only been to three. I think they lost the one and then they got the two. Um, I feel like I'm right. Oh, what is John Elway's Super Bowl record? Um. Yeah, he went to five. They were zero and three before or went in the back. What were the okay? Give me. What do you know? What the Super Bowl? I'm. I mean, I can look here real quick. Denver Broncos Super Bowl appearances because I don't remember. Um, I don't remember all those other ones. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the Broncos have won fifteen division titles and they played in eight Super Bowls. They played in nineteen. They played in eight Super Bowls. Holy crap! Nineteen seventy seven. 1986, 1987, 1989, 1987, 1987, the eighties, you know, you could, I could see and why you gotta like, remember, you know, Kelly in, in there too. So sure. Uh, Kelly with all the Super Bowl appearances, I think before we had this, you know, run of Manning Brady breeze, he was definitely in, in there. As you know, well. in the bra so. and you know, you and I, we come from, uh, you know, high Super Bowl win teams. The 49ers have won five, the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have won six. And the, I would say, you know, the, probably the biggest, Super Bowl rivaled teams, if you would have looked from the 80s to the 90s, or the 80s into just into the 2000s, the three biggest teams you would think about are the 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, maybe not the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know if you guys went crazy in your appearances, 80s through 90s, but the Cowboys and the 49ers, the Denver Broncos, got to be given some credit, five Super Bowl appearances from 1986 to 1998. And the Bills, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think the Bills without those four Super Bowl appearances are probably the Toronto Bills right now. Yeah. So Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let me ask you this then. The quarterback list 
it's not as finicky as I thought it would be. I mean, we have some disagreements. I think uh, you could some people, you know, 49 fans might argue for Steve Young. Um, there's probably a couple other. I mean, the Drew Brees, the Dan Marino specific fans could there's argue so for. so many good guys that we have to leave off the list here. I mean, well, and you, you know, go further down. I mean, you know, Joe Montana only had 40,000 career yards, but, you know, the Johnny Hughes and stuff like that. Let me ask you. A lot of people want to put Aaron Rodgers in there, too. Yeah, so. Aaron Rodgers probably should be another one. There's just some fascinating names that are thrown in. It is actually crazy to think that Frank Tarkington is still top 15 in passing yards of all time, where, like, you know, of current players like Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers, they all have more. Tarkenton has more career passing yards still than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, I mean, and he, he was considered time, to be in that top five for a yeah, long time Carson as well. Palmer, so. And they lost a bunch of uh, Super Bowls to the Vikings. Dude, so. Carson Palmer, 14th all-time in passing yards. Palmer had some great years for Cincinnati, man. Him and Ocho Cinco. Didn't somebody put Chad Johnson in, in their top five yeah, when we dummy. were reading them off? Yeah, so. an absolute dummy did course <laughs> i think you know i think someone put the chad johnson thing in there because his uh you know football life was on on nfl network earlier this week and everyone's sitting at home watching that stuff so that's probably why they put him in there so yeah, i forgot gotcha. that he like got arrested for domestic assault Who? when he w- chad johnson Did he really yeah when he was with the dolphins so and then they wound up cutting him before the season started so uh, I forgot about all that I, stuff. It was well, on the other day. I think they scrubbed so. that. I think everyone else scrubbed that. So well, it's because he it. was, you know, he was kind of worthless at that point. So this was after his Patriot days that didn't work out either, you know. So, uh, you know, he was kind of a back burner. So the news wasn't as big. He didn't do it like in the middle of his career. So, so let me drop this real quick. I think it is going to be crazy, crazy difficult for a running back to jump into this list into the future with how the running how the game is. I mean, that also could be the identifier of why a running back could be become a top five if they're able to do, you know, if they're able to be an actual workhorse. But we just don't see that enough anymore. I mean, if Christian McCaffrey kept on this pace for the next six or seven years, you're going to be talking about that. But I think it's going to be really, really hard for a running back to ever push this. Wide receiver? I, I don't want to well, say it's... Uh, real quick, with the running back thing... Uh, I think that people are just going to look at it different because what did, what did you do when looking up like, you know, the top five running backs of all time? And I think I did the same thing. Rushing Didn't yards. You, yeah, yeah, rushing yards. Yeah, yeah you're I right. I know what you're saying. We're, we're going to have to do yards from scrimmage uh, total because, I mean, e- even looking at that, you know, uh, yards from scrimmage, now Walter Payton and Emmett Smith are w- within uh, almost 300 yards of each other. You know, Frank yeah. Gore is four all time. Falk is now fifth, and I think he was like ninth on the rushing list or something like you're that. You're not you're not wrong about that at all. I guess I'm also talking about not only do you have committees, but you also have the usage and how they're treated, yes. not getting money. I mean, you know, two years ago, if you would have if you would think Lev Bell could be like irrelevant and not you know a, a top of his game guy, you probably would have laughed at it and look at it now, like they just wear down. So that's my only point. But you bring up a good point. Wide receivers definitely could open up. Uh, you know, we pass more than we've ever passed. You know, there's a couple guys near the top of their game. Julio's one of those guys if he could keep going. I don't want to say that they can't, but it's going to be a lot of work for them to supplant. But I, I don't think it would be a shock for someone to be able to be, you know, number four on the list or something like that. But quarterback. Quarterback is defined, like you said, more than any of those other positions. It is defined by Super Bowl rings. Super Bowl rings and overall stats. Let me ask you this, Bachman. 
Are there any quarterbacks right now, not guys that are, you know, not obviously Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, but are there any of the young quarterbacks? It's really kind of down to Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson. And if you want to throw another name or two out there, do you think any of those guys are going to be players that are going to push this type of uh, this type of limit? I mean, Patrick Mahomes already has a ring under his belt. So you're not we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? Because no, we've already no, mentioned not, him. No, I, I don't want to talk about guys that are like, you know, on the the twilight of their career and have already established. We're talking about guys that, you know, probably two or three years into their career. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question because I've had to ask myself this question while making my dynasty ranks, uh, you know, uh, over the last month here. And uh, the big quarterback one is Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I think if I had to pick one to make that list, it would be Patrick Mahomes because, like you mentioned, already got a Super Bowl ring under his belt uh, in his second year starting and all that stuff. But for dynasty ranks, I have a hard time between Mahomes and Lamar. Um because Mahomes, you know, had the big year two years ago. And, uh, but last year, Lamar Jackson, if we're talking, you know, uh, points per game, he averaged over 30 points per game at quarterback. And then Mahomes was 23.7. Deshaun Watson was 24. Prescott was 24.8. Jameis was up there with 24. So he's averaging, you know, uh, I think the second highest per game was, um, I think the second highest per game was Matthew Stafford at almost 25 points. And uh, Lamar is up here over 30. But for Dynasty, I think the legs aren't going to have him last as long. You know, he's going to take more brutal hits than a guy like Patrick Mahomes is. Oh, so, so you would rather have Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson in Dynasty? Uh, I think right now, after watching what Lamar did, I think I have to say Lamar is my number one. Uh, just well, you don't have to. If you think it, you just said you think he's going to wear down, I I think he's going to wear down. But but the question is, by the time he wears down, is he going to be significant enough as a passer to then play his career? You know, more behind the line with less rushing. So uh, we haven't seen that work out for a ton of guys. But I think Lamar is one of the guys that can do it because when he was coming into the NFL, and I said this, and and you and Joe always give me credit for it, the the dude can pass. Like I thought the the teams wanting him to move to wide receiver were being absolutely ridiculous. The guy can throw. So it's just is he going to rely on the legs for too long and then get beat up like an RG three? Or is he going to be able to kind of move his game away from that when he starts taking too many big shots and start throwing the ball downfield? And I think he's a better passer uh, than RG3 ever was. So I think I'm going to take Lamar Jackson for that upside right now. But it's a good debate. And I think like when I was looking at fantasy pros, I think most rankers had Mahomes at one. So, Mm. well, what's your what's your initial thought on that? Are you leaning towards Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? I mean, in like, well, what are we talking about? Dynasty or dynasty? Being a dynasty. Top, yeah, I mean, because it real quick on the top five thing. If I were picking one to be a guy that could be a top five, I'm going to pick uh, Patrick Mahomes. Even yeah. though you know, if Lamar keeps doing the thousand yard rushing and stuff, it's going to be hard to deny any of that. But I think being able to hold up is a question and. Patrick Mahomes already has a ring under his belt, so that's like a really important factor for Dynasty. I think I'm going to go Lamar because I'm not, even though I know Dynasty can be a forever type of thing. I don't, I don't necessarily live in a world of thinking what's going to happen in the eighth year of owning this player. I, in most of any Dynasty I play, 
I'm about three, year three years in the yeah, I'm a yeah. three year window future guy. So who do I think is gonna be the most valuable over the next three years? I think it's gonna be Lamar Jackson. But there's a there's a less risk tolerance with Patrick Mahomes. I think it's close, but I would probably rather have Lamar. And everyone knows it, Lamar younger than Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, every everybody knows that's exactly right. Well, hey, listen, that's uh that is our hour. Our boy Casey Bubba is coming up here very shortly. Uh, he's gonna be uh, joining Bogman. What are you guys uh what are you guys doing? We're going to talk about the Saxon $750 auction, talk about some prices, some values from that. It's uh, it's a good breakdown. All right, good deal. Well, uh, keep it tuned here. I'm out, but Casey Bubba's coming in, Bogman and Bubba for Hour 3 of In This League. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.